stories If you like tasty beers Open up your mouth holes And open up your ears For... It has been very difficult to find good news lately, but I we did live find, in a trash world land. But I did find something, you guys. I'm excited. All right. Uber to launch a new fleet of cars piloted by specially trained good boys. Good boys? Good boys. Wait, 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 wait. They're going to have dog drivers? Yeah. Oh my God. How does this work? In a bid to attract even more customers to their platform, Uber just announced that they will be launching a new ride service that allows passengers to request a canine driver. I would want a good boy. How? I have so many questions. The pups will reportedly... No, the service, which is being called Uber Arf. I hope this is not a joke. Okay. Will employ a team of specialized mid to large size pups as drivers. No, this is like an onion article. This was posted on 4-1. Oh, yeah, it's April Fool's Day. God damn it! Damn it! God damn it! I got all excited, and then you're like, wait, was it 4-1? I was like, motherfucker. I fucking hate Uber. Because they're trash people and apparently everybody that drives for them is some sort of weird rapist. And now I was like, well, maybe we'll get a fleet of self-driving cars with cute dogs no. driving them. No, but we no, get, I no. didn't even get that. Just, no it, one can no. do it. I thought April Fool's was canceled, to be perfectly honest yeah, with you. Th- we, look, there was a conversation that happened online and the conversation was, shit's not funny anymore. Nope. <laughs> There's no more jokes. We're this done. Not We're the done. Time for that. There's no, and then I what mean, do they do? Uber dangles dog drivers in front of me. The fuck's... This is all I wanted. And they knew I needed good news. They and they were like, that, here's a little nugget of uh, they, good news. They knew news. that that would have got me to, to delete Lyft. That's what it was. <laughs> those fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how is this possible? But I really would do it. I would. Oh, I'd be I like, would too. Look, I'd, I'd pay extra money for a dog that was in a driverless car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like if or, you can just train them to be like. That's a certain- value add. At certain moments, be like, hit this button. Hit this, you know, the space bar. Hit the space bar, which stops the car. Um, yeah, imagine if you just replaced me with a golden retriever and how much better oh, the show would be. I mean, I dream about that every night. As <laughs> <laughs> just engineer Bob replaced by engineer dog. Oh, engineer yeah. rough, please. Oh, I, I can already tell it'd be a better show. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll have to see how good his uh, show sketches are before we fully replace. Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Does he have a thumb? This is gonna really. No, but you know you can put it. You can have him. Oh, walk he can have like paw prints. Paw yeah, print. yeah. yeah. Could see make, what he's feeling today. We could have like Jackson Pollock dog art. Yeah, it's good to know we can all be replaced by a cute fuzzy face. Yeah, you know what? I'd be totally fine with that. <laughs> you know what else I am totally fine with? Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the Booze and Bruce podcast. We are the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. We drink thematically appropriate beer. And we all wish each other were dogs. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly wish most people were dogs. So. Yeah. You know yeah. how much better the world would be if we were all puppos? Can or you if you like, like replaced some, half of the like, humans with dogs. You like some relative you don't like comes to visit the holidays. You're like, get off the furniture. No. Dog. Yeah. Nope. And then you hit him with like, Bad a Karen. Bad. Yeah. If you had the magical ability to hit people with a newspaper and turn them into dogs. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. You just, like, I go ham grandpa with that out. fucking newspaper. I'd say that you right just, now. You just take grandpa outside to the lawn. And you're like, make, make, papa. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. 
But no, this oh, no, this week's episode is is not dog related. I it's know, not pet sadly, related. No um, dogs in my story at all. I know. This is disappointing, but you know. Disappointing. It's so disappointing. Uh, but no, this week we are doing a very special beer spiration episode. Yeah, a very special indeed. In that, what made it special? Uh, so the the beer spiration we were told, and I will get you the listener in next episode or next part of the episode after the break we'll find yeah, it we'll find it we'll remember you uh, we've, i love you and i will or remember we you won't. It, yeah. it's a it's a crapshoot man i will remember you if i look do it da, up da, in gmail da, da, will you anyway um no so our the the beer inspiration was pick a beer and then do the story from the beer's location now again because it is a scary death zone outside yeah 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 we just went with what was in our refrigerators and i podcast mom i'm up first and what i have in my refrigerator sadly for tuna is much better than what tuna has in her refrigerator oh tuna's happy with her fridge (laughs) don't say that no so um, tuna went for quantity over quality yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's true and in these troubled times who who truly made the better choice yeah good point good point yeah uh no so uh are we gonna say what the what the beer spiration was what the actual beer you so yeah yeah. yeah, you got that you got that merlin so my beer spiration is firestone walkers nitro merlin we had a few of them left over from the last time we did it yeah it's still delicious i'll have you nice so, um, for those of you who do not know, uh, Firestone Walker is brewed in Paso Robles, California. Yeah. So you had to find a Paso Robles ghost? So I am going to be bringing you the story of the haunted Paso Robles Inn. Ooh. Fantasmas Paso Robles. de Fantasmas. De Santo Robles. Santo Robles Paso. Paso whatever. Paso Robles. I can't even remember in I was four seconds. half remembering, half no. caring. So. See, this is why we could replace you with a dog. The dog would not know how to speak any kind of Spanish unless you had a Chihuahua. So you know, think about that. Spanish dog. Wow, Bob. What? The dog speaks Spanish. Yeah. Uh, so El Paso. Yo quiero Taco Bell, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Get off my shit. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, so El Paso de Robles, or Pass of the Oaks, in case you wanted to know what that meant. Oh, so that means it's delightful. Yeah. Pass of the Oaks? Like I'm trying yes. to pass an oak, like I'm trying to poop an oak. Yeah, pooping yes. a mighty you oak. Are physically trying to poop the mighty oak. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Because accidentally eat an oak seed. Watch out. Get ready. You have to go to Paso Robles. Yeah, you're gonna oh, Paso man. Robles. You want some school stopping for that? <laughs> oh man. You know what? Maybe you should go on a Target run for me. I'm gonna need that stool softener. <laughs> I, I will. Some, some stool softener. <laughs> <laughs> Smell, go head down to head down to Whole Foods get that smooth move tea. Smooth move. Oh, What's up? Oh yeah. So anyway, um, the city was originally part of a twenty-five thousand acre Spanish slash Mexican land grant um, that was purchased by James and Daniel Blackburn in eighteen fifty-seven. Um, Should we know those names, or is that just some dudes who bought it? They're just dudes who okay. bought it. No, um, the just land white dudes buying land from brown dudes. Yep. yep. At yep. least they bought it and paid them actual yep. money for it. Sure. I'm sure they gave them like a snickle. I'm sure. They gave and them a snickle pox. and a smallpox blanket. Well, yeah. Well, I think this was during the time where I think Mexico was civil warring. So they were just like, they didn't want to deal with the America portion of Mexico. Right. So they were just like, oh, yeah, buy it. Give us money. Um, so anyway, 
The land was a rest stop for travelers on the Camino Real Trail and was known. Oh, it for, was for poops. It was for poops, um, and was known for its mineral hot springs, which is why the travelers would stop in this little. And why town. the ghost energies are so concentrated yeah. in these areas? Because oh it's in the God. water. I just knew it. You made fun of him, but he was right. <laughs> <laughs> He's never right. No. Uh, so in 1886, the Southern Pacific Railroad came to town and brought with it uh, a lot more visitors all traveling there, you know, obviously to go west. But then they stopped there because it's this lovely place. Mineral Hot Springs. It's Mediterranean climate. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so it is fucking beautiful, man. Yeah. So in 1889, so three years after the railroad came to town, um, Paso Robles officially became a city. Uh, and today you can still go and enjoy its hot springs. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, so those are still there. Uh, and you can also enjoy its many wineries, olive oil manufacturers, almond orchards, and the California Mid-State Fair. Ooh, Mid-State so, Fair. If you it's look like a at fair it, in the middle. Mid- but if you <laughs> look at a map of where Paso Robles is, it's not, not the, the middle. middle. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd say more Fresno is more middle, but who would go to Fresno for Yeah, anything? no one wants to go. As someone who's been to Fresno quite a few times, yeah. not a lot in Fresno. You're like, I don't want to go where the cows are pooping. Fresno. Ding. Yeah, my friend moved out, never went back. Never yeah. was like, ooh, let's go back to Fresno. I, <laughs> Hard P.S. I remember when I was in college, uh, I had to actually take a Greyhound bus out to visit my uncle in Palm Springs. And my only... My only Fresno story is that I was waiting at a desk. I was reading. I was doing some homework while I was waiting for somebody to come pick me up from the downtown bus station. And a a Latino gentleman walks up to me and very aggressively starts going, Fresno, Fresno. And I'm like, I I, I don't know. I was like freshman year college living out in Los Angeles, terrified out of my mind as this man is yelling Fresno at me. I'd be like, it's north of here. It's north. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a bus. What the fuck? Did you just think Fresno was like a drug he was trying to sell you? <laughs> I think I, w- I think I knew Fresno was a city, but I have no idea at this point. Yeah. I don't know. Probably. But does anybody know that Fresno is a city? Yeah, right. Come on. Let's be honest. It's no. Giggle Pig. Yeah, it's Giggle Pig. Um, so where are you going to stay when you come to visit? Question where? mark. Well. Uh, travel uh, arranger here podcast mom would suggest the Paso Robles Inn. Okay. Um, this hotel was opened in 1891 um, and featured uh, separate men's and women's billiard rooms, reading rooms, uh, club meeting rooms, saloon, a dining room, and a barber shop. It really was a one-stop shop for everybody Ooh. coming to visit wow. El Paso de Robles. And you could stay for a while because if you needed to yeah. get a haircut, like that means you were there for a couple yep. months probably. That's right. Or you needed away from your fucking wife. Go to your own goddamn billiards room. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Um, you go in the other room and play on the small billiard tables. We'll play on the man-sized ones, smoke cigars, and have sex with other women. Yeah, that seems yeah. accurate. Um, <laughs> however, none of these old amenities exist today because in 1940, a fire completely destroyed this so-called fireproof hotel. My billiard room. Um, with the exception of the old ballroom building, which still exists today no oh. they have a ballroom building? building yeah a building of ballrooms it's a whole building constructed of ballrooms, ballrooms. on top of ballrooms on ballrooms <laughs> on ballrooms on ballrooms you ballrooms. can dance in any one of our 50 ballrooms all the way down um so the new hotel opened in 1942 and remained relatively unchanged until 1999 when, when it burned it, down no it did not burn down. <laughs> when it burned um, down fell over and sank into the swamp yeah. I'm like, did it burn down in, what, 2018 or whenever? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, 
it uh, was purchased in 99 by Martin Resorts. And so they began a revitalization project um, to make it, you know, more like it was back in olden times. Fun. Um, they made it through the old ballroom building. So they fixed up the old ballroom building first. And it was probably a good thing that they did that because tragedy stuck, struck again in 2003 um, when the San Simeon earthquake, a 6.5 magnitude earthquake, struck and caused significant damage to the hotel oh. um, because it was not retrofitted. But you know what was? The ballroom building. The ballroom so, building. Ah, so that. So meanwhile, everybody sleeping in their rooms was crushed to death by the crumbling building, while everybody dancing and having a lovely night had no idea anything happened. Yeah. And then they walked back to the old building and said, "Where's my room gone?" Yeah, they're like, well, it's 2003, so. It's Where's like, my room gone, dude? There you go. There you go. <laughs> Where's yeah. my fucking room? It's like hella crushed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a little NorCal humor for you. Yeah. Uh, parts of the hotel had to be completely rebuilt, but thanks, like I said, to the renovation work, uh, the ballroom made it with relatively no damage. Um, it did, however, you mentioned sinkhole um, a couple seconds ago. Uh, there actually was a sinkhole that opened up that took them seven years to fix and patch up again because the earthquake, the magnitude of it, because it uh, was centered 25 miles north of Paso Robles, mm. it reactivated the hot springs that had gone like dormant underneath the city. Oh, the water, no. It did a hard restart, it man. Did it they very, unplugged it, plugged it back in. <laughs> yeah. It control all deleted that shit. And so yeah. it like bubbled up. It uh, caused this like massive sinkhole and it took them 10 years or not 10, seven years to, to finally like fix the sinkhole. Anyway, fun. Um, so some famouses who have visited the hotel include outlaw Ooh. Jesse James, Ooh. who stayed at the hotel, which was also owned by his uncle. So it was, um, the land was purchased by James and Daniel Blackburn. There was a third man who, um, had contributed money as well. And he was Jesse James's uncle. And Jesse came to stay at the inn after robbing a bank in Kentucky and getting into a shootout and getting hurt. So he oh. recuperated at oh, the Convalesque. In yeah. the ballroom of ballrooms. In the grandest <laughs> of ballrooms. So grand. Um, President Teddy Roosevelt stayed there. Uh, Douglas Fairbanks, Bob Hope, Clark Gable, and Marilyn Monroe and Joe DiMaggio spent like their honeymoon in the Puzzle Robles Hotel. Oh, man. So much hot, sweaty sex. All yeah. of it. Um, From Roosevelt, mostly. Well, yeah, because you know Teddy liked to get oh, down yeah, and dirty. Fucked. Oh, yeah. Te oh, yeah. Teddy, Teddy fucked. fucked. Teddy fucked. <laughs> Um, but let's be honest, the real reason that you want to come and stay at the uh, Paso Robles Inn is not the history, but the ghost. Yeah. Um, so one of the ghosts who's believed to haunt the hotel is a little girl named Helen Sawyer. Um, Helen's father, Frank, was the general manager of the hotel in the early 1900s. I did the same thing in my fucking head. <laughs> Today is Helen Sawyer. She's actually the inspiration. For, for Russia's Tom, Tom Sawyer. Sawyer. Not not Mark Twain's Tom Sawyer. No, no fuck that little boy. Helen Sawyer. Um, so yeah, so no one is sure if Helen died on the property or if she just decided to stick around because she had such a good time at the hotel in her formative years. Okay. Um, but her ghost does like uh, likes to hang out around the ballroom, which sort of makes sense because that's really the only part of the hotel that is the same from when she was there. Mm -hmm. um, so what people have reported hearing um, are the sounds of footsteps and laughing in the hallway. Oh my God, always, little bitty footsteps. Bitty footsteps and creepy child laughter. Wait, how old was she? Don't know. A don't, kid. don't know, just little. A little kid. Um, Young. Little enough for those footsteps to be creepy to as hell. To be creepy, <laughs> tiny, <laughs> and like, 
<laughs> oh, that little girl laughing. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's where you like turn around and just burn the rest of the building down. Yeah. Yeah. Burn that ballroom down. Just burn all the ballrooms down. The whole building full of them. That's just, it's gone. Um, and back in 2000, when the ballroom was being renovated, uh, she took it upon herself to be helpful. Um, every morning, she would open the doors to the ballroom for the construction workers. Um, and she would close it after them. Oh. Like, hey, welcome. Thanks for fixing this. I'm going to close this after you now. Thank you. And every day she would like move around, uh, move their uh, tools around. Oh, so, so both helpful and unhelpful. And, and a pain in the ass. <laughs> a pain in the ass, yeah. It's almost like an apology. Like, here, let me get the door for you because you're going to have to spend the next 35 minutes trying to figure out where your shit is. <laughs> um, there you go. Um, but for the most part, she's friendly enough, you know, a little mischievous and yeah, obviously creepy with that, but no, no harm. Um, another ghost who is believed to hang out is the, um, ghost of Cecilia Blackburn, who was wife of, uh, founder of the city, uh, Paso Robles, William Blackburn. Mm-hmm. Oh, not William. Sorry. James. Um, I wrote the wrong name down. Um, but fun fact. So James and his brother, Daniel married sisters. So Gross. Cecilia and Louisa, in a, they got married in a double ceremony. Thelma and Louise? Thelma and Louise married the Blackburn brothers in a double ceremony. And then drove off a cliff in their car, yeah, cool in their, car. In their sweet convertible after getting fucked over by a very young Brad Pitt. Totally happened. Um, anyway, so again, not sure if she died there or again, because you know she's just hanging around because she likes it um but because she got fucked by brad pitt there i'd stick around too <laughs> keep waiting for him to come back <laughs> um but cecilia is got a lot of fun memories of this room yeah <laughs> which makes sense because the ghost of cecilia is a little bit of a creep oh uh, so she likes to hang out in the wine room uh in the hotel yeah in the steakhouse looking for drunk meat. drunk pff, looking for drunk meat <laughs> She's in the steakhouse. <laughs> man meat. Man drunken meat. man meat. So she wants that drunken man meat. So she hangs out in the wine room. Who um, doesn't? But what she does is she'll like play with the employee's hair. Like she'll stroke their hair or like, you know, almost feels like she's combing your hair or she'll like give it a little tug. And I'm like, that's gross. Well, gross. She's just trying to get that man meat. But it's, yeah. ugh, I don't, I don't appreciate it. Um, well, she's but, into it. Yeah, but she also, because she wants to maintain her privacy, um, she also does like to lock the door behind you after you leave and you do need a special key to get in and out. So like these poor people who every time they have to go into the wine room, they unlock it, but it's locked every single time because she's just like, nope, no one can come in and take my my wine or look at me with my man meat. <laughs> yeah, she's lock just in there thinking about her man meat, flicking the turbo button, being yeah. like, I need some privacy. I need privacy. Yeah. Leave me yeah. alone. I'm so. drunk on wine. I'm drunk on wine. And flicking the bean. Surrounded by meat, flicking that bean. Thinking about Brad Pitt. I'm going to need you to lock the I'm door. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> this is this is me time now. Yeah. Um. But uh. So yeah, man. Self care. Self. <laughs> in these trying times. Very important in these trying times. Um. So famous pianist uh, Ignace Paderewski uh, once stayed in the hotel uh, in the early 1900s and was there to use the hot springs as a sort of um, way to help with his arthritis. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So he would go in, dip his hands in the hot springs, basically use that to. Oh, uh, magic fingies. Magic (laughs) water fingies. 
Um, he takes him back out. The, the 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 pain is no longer there, but he does have those gnarled mitts so he could scare children. Yeah. <laughs> He's got those really long, pointy Nosferatu fingers. Yeah. Yes. Hello, children. He can play the piano so much better now. Oh, that he was a pianist? He was a pianist. Yeah. He was a famous. He was the famous. most famous pianist. He was one of the most famous pianists. The most famous penis. Yep. Yeah. Out of all the penises. Out of every this penis. Polish guy. Yeah. Number one. And we've Gnarled already established Brad Pitt penis. was there, so. <laughs> That's <is> true. <laughs> and um, Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> so uh, the hotel still has a piano in the lobby, though it's probably not the same one that Petaruski used because hotel burned down in 1940. Yeah, probably sure, sure. not. Um, but anyway, one evening, uh, one of the employees was playing a Petaruski piece in the lobby. Yeah, he was. As the, yeah, with his fingies. Um, so as the song built... Um, the lights began to flicker in unison with the music very quickly, like kind of flashing on and off in unison with the piano piece. And when the employee finished, um, they saw two orbs fly from the bench and the, the lights went back to normal. It's like the piano and the hotel had a like mutual orgasm. Yeah. 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 It, it was the Petrus- you just come back ghost, from the wine room. The Yes. The ghost of Petruski just got back from the wine room. He had to tickle his keys, if you know what I mean. And then at the end of the piece. And then he flew away because he is now sated. Yeah. He needs a nap. He needs a nap. And a sandwich. There's like a little ghost piano. He needs a nap and and a sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. Uh, So, but the uh, hotel's most well-known ghost is former night clerk J.H. Emsley. J.H. Emsley? Emsley. E-M-S-E. Or sorry. E-M-S-L-E-Y. And I was like, "That's you just said a whole lot of different letters, and some of those letters were words, and I'm confused." <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is in a activating the cookie lobe in a very bad way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, letters. Um, so, Mr. Emsley uh, was on call the night of the fire in 1940. Um, I'm on call. Yes. So, estimated the fire broke out around 9 p.m. And I estimated the fire broke out around 9 p.m. Uh, Emsley <laughs> sounded the alarm to warn the hotel guests. I've sounded the alarm. I'm a um, toot toot alarm I'm toot. very concerned. So and thanks to his action. Toot toot fire alarm. Toot toot fire alarm. Uh, thanks to his action. That's the sound of a fire alarm tooting. All the guests uh, were evacuated safely. But unfortunately for Mr. Emsley, he suffered a fatal heart attack uh, after he sounded the alarm. So he actually toot, never. Toot toot fire alarm. Toot toot fire alarm. I'm dead. Yes. That's pretty much what happened. So he uh, died before he could ever find out if everybody had made it out of the hotel. Oh, no. Poor guy. Yeah. But it was because of his actions that nobody died other than himself. (laughs) Good job, Um, Tootie. Yeah. So his uh, ghost might still be trying to get uh, the guests out to this day. So after the ballroom was renovated, the front desk started to receive strange calls from room uh, 1007. Um, so when the phone would be picked up, no one would be on the other end. So the night or the front desk clerk would go up to room 1007, knock on the door. No one would be there. They'd use the master key to open up and no one would be staying in that room. So this constantly would happen and it became a joke. They're just like, well, it's just the, you know, ghost in room 1007 just giving you a prank call. Um, but shit got real when the uh, ghost in 1007 decided to prank call 911. Oh, oh no. no. Uh, <laughs> What was that called? Like swatting when they would like call the SWAT team yeah, to people? Like, yes. This it, ghost is like swatting the hotel. Really? Uh, and the call uh, was the 911 call was made around nine o'clock at night. 
Um, oh my gosh, like the fire. Exactly. Toot, toot, fire so, alarm. So. That's what he said. That was a hello, 911. Yeah. What's your emergency? Toot, 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 toot fire, fire alarm. Toot. <laughs> so there was nobody on the end. So anyway, the, the, the police showed up and the hotel had explained, no, we get these weird, mysterious phone calls all the time from this room. We don't know what it is. It's just a glitch or something. That's um, so weird. What what's going on? So they called the uh, phone company to try to figure Call out what it was. Call the fire brigade. Um, and the phone company was like, "Yeah, we have no idea why this glitch keeps happening, and you guys keep getting phone calls from this room when no one's there, or when nine one one. Because in order to get a nine one one call, you have to like dial out and do all this other stuff. So it's not like you just hit nine one one and it goes." Um, so it's like the thing that's aware of like you have to hit nine and yeah. then you have to hit service and then <laughs> you have to you dial nine, get for an outside line. nine for the outside line. Um, so when the the people working at the hotel started digging in, there was like this weird, we get the calls around nine o'clock at night. They realized that Mr. Emsley first sounded the fire alarm at about nine o'clock at night, the night of the fire. And they think that he's still trying to get people out of the hotel yeah, by calling now, attention. Now to he's it. like bring, bring fire alarm. Bring, yes. bring. I'm a phone. It, bring, bring. I'm a phone. <laughs> Bring, bring fire alarms. Bring. That's exactly what he sounded like. Just as depressed as that was. I'm a phone. Bring, bring. Bring, I'm bring. Fun. It's not as much fun as my toot toot. Bring, bring fire alarm. It'll yeah. do. It's my toot toots. It's all the toots. Uh, so anyway, that this is... modern world doesn't have the toots I require. <laughs> I miss the days of the toots. That is the story. Of Back the... in my day, we had toots for fire alarms. <laughs> now you have the woo woos. Not nearly as much fun. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, that's the story of the haunted Paso Robles. And that's crazy, and it's still there, and you can still stay there. Yep, you can still go, you can still stay there. And now, do, do they have a website? Do they lean into the ghosts? They do. They, uh, I think, on their website, or was it a different? Oh, fuck, I don't remember. I looked at so many of different websites, um, but you can still go, <clears> and <throat> they're they're still open, even though there's this uh, mad disease going around. Yeah, you um, you probably can't go right now, right now, but like later. Right, and if you have reservations up and through May, they will give you a refund. <laughs> oh, that's nice of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so uh, when the world is not dying, please go visit the lovely Paso Robles, California. And while you're there, if you're not into wine, you are into beer, you should go visit the Firestone Walker Brewing Company. Yeah, you should definitely do that. Which I am is in the theme city. Um, yeah, I yeah, highly recommend it. I don't think I've had a beer from them I didn't like. Yeah, we're recycling this uh, Nitro Merlin. It's really tasty. It's yep. 5.5%, yep. so it's a nice. really good stout. Is um, it still very nitro-y? Because it's pretty yeah. old at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah. didn't do the aggressive pour because this was the surge pour. Pour aggressively. Yeah, surge surge pour. pour. I did not surge pour, but when I did pour it into a little glass for Engineer Bob, it did have a really nice like little nitro head on it. had a nice little it. nitro head on it. Did the little mm. tiny bubble badoob badoob. Mm-hmm. Nice. So even older in the can. Still good. Still good. Well, that it has a Excellent. big stop. Yeah. Pour hard into glass. <laughs> that's, the, that's the name of my autobiography. Pour hard into glass. Yeah. Pour hard into glass. Would yeah. read. I don't know why. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that's it. All right. Come back for a part two soon. What's up, everyone? It's your old pal, Engineer Bob, and my room's been hella crushed. What a bummer. I'm not stoked about it. Hey, guess what? We're doing a bunch of really great listener stories coming up pretty soon. So if you've got a story about a hometown haunt or a thing that you want us to tell you a story about, do it. If you've got a spooky spaghetti that you wrote, send it to us and we'll read it. We'll read your creepy story on the air. We don't even give a shit. Hey, guess what? We also have a brand new patron on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Booze and We'd like to thank Savannah for her very generous contribution. Or his. I don't know. I didn't even read the emails. 
Hey, guess what? We also have a bunch of really great social media websites. We have a Twitter at Booze and Brews. We have a Facebook at Booze and Brews. And we have an Instagram at Booze and Brews Podcast. Well, that's all for me. Now back to the show. More beerspiration. Oh, man. Beerspiration part two. Drinking a beer. Inspiring you, you to missed- tell a story. You guys missed so much of us singing Bon Jovi while we took a break. <laughs> it's my life. Now you're getting it. <laughs> Mr. Bon Jovi. Uh, Mr. Bon Jovi. <laughs> is sadly Mr. Bon Jovi. Uh, my story is sadly not from Jersey. It has nothing to do with Bon Jovi. Boo. No. Well, this has been the Booze and Bruce podcast. No, no. Is bullshit. Oh, wait. wait. I know. Hold, Tuna loses. Hold, please. It gets yeah. better. I think you will like it because uh, my beer, again, when stocking up for the apocalypse, I went with quantity over quality. Correct. <laughs> so my beer is the ever classic Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yes. yes. Excellent. The king of beers. I will read you the can later because it is kind of funny. But yeah. that's my beer. That's Fav- my beer. Favorite of working dads and hipsters. Yeah. Everywhere. Los Angeles. Yeah. The tragically hip. Yeah. Yes. Don't know what craft beer tastes like tattooed uh, dad bod hipsters so while i don't know that it continues to be brewed there all of the packaging still says milwaukee wisconsin okay because um, I, I thought they so, sold the pbr thing to some company in tejas i don't know it sounds about I right but who knows do, i literally all of the packaging still says milwaukee, milwaukee. wisconsin well who so has to pay I the money to change that tag right true. like it's gonna take time and money yeah. So I bring you another haunted Wisconsin story. Yay us! Whee! Oh boy, here we go. Oh boy. So I'm going to tell Buckle you the story. Buckle up, fuckers. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. Don't you know? I'm going to bring you the story of the Riverside Cemetery in Appleton, Wisconsin. Oh, Appleton, sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, exactly. That was my. Oh reaction. yeah, Appleton. Oh yeah, was, Appleton, up was, north there. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> friends, like, oh, I did a story in Appleton. I was like. Oh, I've been there. They got a great outlet mall. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's literally what she said. We both had a very similar action. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that guy. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> I've been up there one tree times. Uh, anyway. <laughs> one tree time. You <laughs> fucking Wisconsinites. Two, two tree times up tree north times there. Up north. It's not that far up north. No. no. Um. So I bring you a little bit of background about the cemetery. Okay. I pulled this directly off the cemetery's website, which is fairly got a robust. A yeah, very robust like, website. They have like rates and like like gardening rates and like power washing rates. There's a lot of information. Yeah, if you don't pay the, the gardening rate, does your shit just get overgrown? They don't give a fuck? I don't know. I didn't click on the links. Thank you for always pointing out work I don't do. Ah, I'm, that's like the one skill I have on this fucking show is figure is somehow having an intuition of what you didn't click on. Right? I know. Every fucking time. And caring about things that no one really cares about. Like, oh, gee, what happens when you don't pay the gardener? If you, don't pay, if you don't pay him, do you just end up with some kind of uh, uh, shrubbery all over your well, thing that I nobody tends? I didn't click the link. I also sometimes I'm like, he's going to ask this and I'll look it up. And then he fucking doesn't ask. <laughs> You're an asshole, Bob. Yeah. Space asshole. Ruining this podcast for three <laughs> fucking years. Space asshole. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I read you this directly off of Appleton Cemetery's website. Okay. So the Appleton's first cemetery was laid out in 1850 Ooh. in the northwest half of what is now the Pulse Crescent Block, just south of the railroad tracks. Ooh, railroad. It didn't take long for the citizenry to come to the conclusion that this location 
directly in downtown Appleton was inappropriate for a city cemetery. Yeah, no, <laughs> As the soil was poor and there was little room for expansion. Hey, like, no one's going to grow here. We can't make our dead people grow. The, po- the soil this is makes poor. No we sense. put them in the ground, but none of them ever ever grow corpse trees. <laughs> it's very disappointing. It says, within a short time, this ground fell into disrepair and became more suited as a pasture land for stray cows. Stray cows? A sacred place for burial. Stray cows? Stray cows. Stray cows. Stray cows. Feral they cows. Just- they just walk off of one farm and, you know, and then they just yeah. hang out in the cemetery. I'm like, yeah, that's how you get a cryptid. You feed a bunch of feral cows in a cemetery. <laughs> yeah. Feral cows, dead people, grass. Yep, yep. In poor soil. In poor in soil. Poor soil. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, that's, so- that's the demon cow of Appleton, Wisconsin, <laughs> don't you know? Uh, so then we jump forward to 1872 when they were like, okay, this isn't a good place for a cemetery. We have to move the cemetery. So they're uh, like building a new grid for the city pretty much. So the city set aside 20 acres of land uh, next to the Fox River for, quote, cemetery purposes. Oh, good. Dead people. Cool. Uh, it was captained by N.M. Edwards, who was the designer of the new cemetery, and Dennis Medlam, who was the lumberman slash florist. Uh, those okay you know what okay no yeah. you can yep. sort of there look at trees uh, like a flower sure yeah they're flowers the first, same thing yeah. the first person laid to rest was uh reverend t.w orbison who was laid there november 25th 1872 pretty woman he was i know he was a methodist reverend <laughs> apparently <laughs> That's what it's I was like, oh, do I make the Roy Orbison joke? And I didn't. And then you went for it. And I was so delighted. <laughs> dead reverend. Oh, you know, land in the ground, dead reverend. <laughs> feeding demon cows. <laughs> feral cows, dead reverend. <laughs> no, they've moved at this point. It's a different place. Uh, so the, the only other famous person to have been buried of Nyot in the cemetery, apparently, is Mr. John Johnson, John a name John- I did not make up, who was apparently the first white settler of Appleton, Wisconsin. Oh, God. John the most white Johnson. man name ever. Mr. John Johnson. John Johnson. First white man. <laughs> John Johnson. First John white man. Johnston. John Johnston. Oh, Johnston. Oh, oh sorry. How that dare tea, you? That T is really the game changer. Yes. Yes, the whitest white man in all of Whiteville. Yep. Um, so then by 1905, they built a new greenhouse. Uh, the website, like I said, robust. Yeah. Uh, um, and they were like, we've now finished moving all the bodies from the old graveyard into the new graveyard. Even though if you search stories about the old cemetery, they were apparently still digging up bones until the 1930s. So they did a real bad job of oh, digging God. up that poor soil. They only moved the headstone. <laughs> um I was like, and in the 1930s, they just built a building on top of it and haven't touched it since. So I'm like, they're still fucking there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There are people under, in that your basement. That place is lousy with ghosts. Oh, yeah. They're uh, going to come through the basement. what we're fucking talking about. So Better get came, a sump pump for all these dead bodies coming up out of the basement <laughs> it's, there. It's not up the cord. Oh, it's not. It's definitely not up the cord. So then the citizenry started calling it uh, Appleton Silent City. Uh, oh, oh. Or Crafty. Appleton's most popular resort, which I thought was like gallows humor, because like everyone ends up there, yeah. so it's very popular. Yeah, is that but not? But no, apparently these fuckers like to go hang out in the goddamn cemetery. What is wrong with you, Appleton? I don't know. That feels very Wisconsin to me. Oh, you want to like, go hang out by weirdos. grandma's grave tomorrow? Yeah. No. 
Uh, apparently it was like a beautiful land uh, to take a picnic on and it's like sort of on a cliff which overlooks the Fox River both up and down the Whoa. website said that several times Whoa, up and down <laughs> you can look both up and, and down. down you can see up and down hey Marcy I'm looking up the river well you can also look, look down, down the, the river, river there oh, can you now we should go picnic um, there's even like yeah, let's go picnic on grandma look up and down the look river up and down hey grandma you want a sandwich <laughs> uh, there's also apparently so the cemetery is like on top of a cliff which overlooks the river and like directly along the river there is a road that's mm-hmm. not an often used road that like everyone is like oh that's our lover's lane like, I was like, that's where they we go neck? fuck on we- the road by the cemetery in the river you make life you lose life it's yeah. the circle of the life circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From the day we arrive at the graveyard and look up and down the Fox River, <laughs> there's boning uh, to do. You can do by your dead grandma. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Uh, so then in 1910, they built what they called a stone door to the cemetery, but it's actually like a huge building where like all their offices were kept and where the uh, winter storage for bodies was, which I was like, what were you doing before then? Just throwing them in the river. Just <laughs> We're just going to leave them here to thaw in the spring. Yeah. We had some leftover old Milwaukee uh, cases, so we just threw them in there. We just <laughs> chopped them up into bits and, uh, you know. Yeah. Put yeah, them in the, the cooler. Web, the website kept being like, it's our first winter storage. And I was this like, is the home oh. of Jeffrey Dahmer, Ed Gein, and the high-speed <laughs> sausage stuffer, don't you know? Yep, pretty much. <laughs> um, and then in 1988, so pretty recently, um, they started building large above-ground crypts and those sort of big um, little death cubicles for, like, cremains and stuff. Sure. Okay. Uh, I'm sure because the cemetery got too crowded. Mm-hmm. I believe one of my grandparents. No, my grandparents are in, in, in one of those death cubicles. <laughs> my oh, great grandparents are in yeah. death cubicles. Yeah. Well, you don't got to pay for greenskeeping if you put them in a death no, cubicle. No, they're in the Yeah, wild. thank you for clicking the link and finding out for me. <laughs> you don't need it. Did you just put them in the wall and it's fine? Yeah, they're fine. They're good. Incredible savings. <laughs> it's warmer in the winter. Yeah. Warmer in the winter. Yeah. Cooler near the lake. Yeah. Get the breeze in the summertime. Yeah, you know. Fuck. Um, So, but the most famous thing to come out of Appleton Cemetery is the grave of Kate Blood. Kate Blood? That is not her name. Blood. Yes. Um, Kate Blood, actual person, actually buried there. You can find pictures of her tombstone. Her name is like Catherine M. Blood. Dude. That is um, the most heavy metal name ever. That whips oh, ass. Oh, it gets better. It's going to get better, guys. Um, so Kate uh, was born in 1851, died in 1874. Um, she's it, she's a local legend where everyone's like, oh, yes, that's the grave of Kate Blood. Blood. So uh, there's Blood. this story that she was a witch. What? And evil. And she worshipped the devil. And she, uh, she like made a Chicago deal with Bears. the devil where she was going to bewitch she the whole town. She worshipped Mike Ditka in Wisconsin. Therefore, she was the devil. The devil. <laughs> um, where she, she uh, like in her pact with the devil, she took an axe and she murdered her three children and her husband. But then the devil possessed her and she killed herself with the axe. Wow! Ah! Ah! Um, so this is a story where like, oh, that's where that old witch lives. And it's sort of, uh, like made to feel true because her grave is 
far away from the rest of the cemetery like you have to actively look for it to find it it's in the middle of a wooded area and there's no other graves around it so they're like oh we buried her away from everyone else because she's so evil we like couldn't put her in the middle of the cemetery no not in that good soil yeah not not, not. it's really poor soil soil around here up on the hill Yeah. yeah that's for them feral cows yep um, and so now they say that her grave is haunted, that mm. Kate haunts the cemetery, um, and that this is why like people come to the cemetery at night and they go up to her grave and they perform satanic rituals in the cemetery. Demons, bro. They go to the cemetery and play Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, the youths, the youths. Um, I don't so know this why I became legend. strong bad there. That was very either. strange. <laughs> so this is the legend. And if you Google uh, Appleton Cemetery, 99% of what you get is going to be this like evil Kate and she was a witch and she murdered her whole family. Right. Um, by the way, her tomb, her gravestone also has her husband who died 40 years after her. So not quite sure how that worked out. She but. killed her family 40 years later with an axe. <laughs> um... That's what it was. She came yeah. back from the dead. But so so then I found a I news story. I mean, she story. killed the kids, but I loved her, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so then I found a news story about what actually happened to Kate Blood. Okay. And then I bring you the true story of Kate Blood. Because <laughs> this girl got done dirty by history. And you know me, hashtag feminism. I love like a bitch done wrong. Yeah. Okay. We're going to make, we're going to write this wrong here today on the Booze and Bruce so, podcast. So Kate Blood known as Kitty to her friends. Um, She was actually uh, like a a bright and friendly and like very well-liked young woman within her community. Mm -hmm. Um, She was uh, a prominent member of her community from a well-regarded family, from the Blood family. From the well-regarded Blood family. The (laughs) Blood family. So her father, Henry Blood, Blood. um, is one of the founders of Appleton. He actually helped redesign the city and like create the new layout of the city uh, when they were like moving the cemetery and stuff. So he's like one of the guys who made Appleton. Um, And then when she reached an age, she got married. She married uh, a man named like George Miller or something. Ah, Most boring name ever. Yeah, Uh, that's no good. Yeah, a very white man. You went from Kate Blood to Kate Miller? Like, (sighs) oh no, her tombstone says Kate Blood. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck that guy. I changed my name for no man. When your last name is Blood, you keep it. So her husband was the editor of the Appleton Post, which was the local newspaper. Okay. So she was just like a well-liked, well-regarded member of the community. When she was 23 years old, she uh, was apparently diagnosed with tuberculosis. Oh. Um, and so then her husband was like, I'm going to send her away to her sanatorium in like Kansas. But then there was no proof that he ever sent her there. And then she died pretty immediately. Ew. And then he's he like, I'm her. bringing her body back to be buried here. And then like the next day he had her body and they had this this funeral. Mm. So I think if her. anyone did yeah. any murdering, it wasn't Kate. Yeah, yeah no, this, has was... a, this has a stink about it. Yeah, yeah. Mr. She Miller. Also, um, she had one daughter who was about two years old at the time she died, who went on to live a very long life. Killed by um, an ex. Yeah. So she definitely also didn't kill her husband. Yeah, f- <laughs> 50 years later, for sure. Yeah. Um. So they ran a huge uh, story in the newspaper when she died, probably because her husband was the editor and her dad's like the mayor of this fucking place. Right. 
Um, and you can like see the old newspaper clippings. Um, they've been digitized online. And like the story of her death is basically it's basically front page news. It's not like an obituary. It's like this is the most interesting thing that's happened this week in town. Well, that makes sense, you know. Yeah, that's probably about the most interesting we, thing that we, probably happened in Wisconsin in the last fifty years. We so. crowned yeah. those feral cows, so now all we got <laughs> is that uh, death of TB. Yeah. Yeah, um, the cows are pretty much taken care of. We built a fence around it. <laughs> it's good. They're good now. They're, They're burgers. Just, we turned them into sausage and cows brats. mooing in the night. Just, <laughs> They're fine. <laughs> With like a killer bass line underneath. Like, nah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would listen to that. I would no, listen I wouldn't, to that. But you would. I would. Yeah. I'd buy the first um, album at least. <laughs> so if, if, I quoted from the uh, article about her death. It said, she lived for others, and for those she loved, no sacrifice was too great, which involved their happiness. Oh. Um, and then it ended with, like, few will be so missed in our society as Catherine M. Blood. Oh. Like, she was very well liked. I don't yeah. know where all this, like, she's a witch and all the devil worship, and she killed her husband and yeah, children. This, this story did, really did a fucking heel turn, man. I yeah. don't understand how we got this transition. Yeah. Um, and there, there's so, no information on how this, this weird turn happened? Uh, no, not really. Her husband then, uh, like, pretty immediately remarried. Oh, he fucking killed her. Um, he lived for 40-something more years past her. Like I said, they are buried together next to his, uh, second wife. Other wife. Uh. Uh, And their, their daughter is buried there, too. Um, up in that hill. So, like, the hill, on top of this hill, there's, like, her big, uh, stone, which is, like, a big, tall, like, sort of pointy like pillar kind of a thing Uh and then there's three little stones in front of it so you could see why people would say like oh those are her three children and she murdered them yeah but i'm like i don't know how that you murdered your husband started there are literally dates on these stones that tell you that's not true murdered what the fuck yeah that is so weird so i think that these stories uh like came about because uh, whether you believe that she was an evil witch person or you like took the time to find out who she really was, there is no doubt that her grave is haunted as shit. Yeah, it yeah. is. So it is said that on nights when the full moon crests above the cemetery, um, <laughs> that if you go to the cemetery and you have to like really look to find her fucking grave, it's not part of like the normal part of the cemetery. Mm-hmm. It's up on a hill by itself. Yeah. But if you go and you find it, you find that the moon is always directed like like center right above her fucking tomb. Ooh. And her to- her her gravestone drips blood. Yes, blood. Yes, um, blood. And I found a bunch of I found a bunch of people online who were like, I went. It's true. It drips blood, like a liquid blood, very slowly is dripping out of this stone. And when you touch it, it turns to chalk in your hands. Like oh, you I thought you were gonna out. say it turns to chocolate. <laughs> Gross. No, it's man. Hershey's. It's a Hershey's chocolate syrup, and it's delicious. Children from all around bring their Cedar Crest ice cream to the site of the tomb. It does not go well with They the put jimmies on it. No. Uh, you touch the blood and it turns to chalk in your hands. Um, and they say like, like, oh, she was buried away for all these satanic purposes. So people, I think, do go there and try and like do some satanic shit. And then mm-hmm. other people see them and it like helps perpetuate the yeah. sure, sure. story. But she was in no way related to the devil at all. And in fact, she's actually buried far away because she was buried when the cemetery was still fairly new. And mm-hmm. this was like sort of the best plot of land in the cemetery. Yeah. It's higher on a hill than the rest of the cemetery, which is on a hill. 
So and the you, Satan worshippers were really, buried on the other really end. Really good so. views of up and down the river. Yeah. <laughs> Gorgeous views all around. Yeah. So that they think that's why she's buried up there. And then the reason no one else is is because there's no space. It's like a tiny little hill and she's on the top of it. Yeah. Yeah. And her family presumably is buried around her. That murderous asshole of a husband. Um but yeah, so people wonder like why does it say Kate Blood? Mm-hmm. It says like Kate Blood, like wife of George Miller or something. Um, I'll post pictures of the stone. But her and then underneath it it's like George Miller and his dates. But it's not her married name. So why would you bury her under her maiden name unless the dad thought maybe the husband had something to do with it, right? Yeah. You would why think? would you do that? Yeah. He does not want his baby blood associated at all with Mr. Yeah. Smiller murder. Yeah. And there's and the people will point to the fact that like, well, there's no contemporary sources that say that anything seemed you know, concerning about her death. And I'm like, he ran the newspaper. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, when you, when you run the press, you can make them believe anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So they say that the other thing about Kitty Stone is that if you, again, if you go see it on a full moon, which is when most investigators go to see it, if you touch the stone, it's warm. Oh, mm. no matter what time of year. And I was like reading firsthand accounts from bowl. investigators and they were like, I touched her stone. Then I turned around and touched the like littler stones that are right by it. And they were like freezing cold. And her stone is warm to the touch because of all the blood inside of it. Because no, they of just the hellfire. No. no, they included hand warmers on the inside <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for when you got a shovel. Yeah. <laughs> It's got central heating inside. Yeah, you know, she's got one of them this good is graves. Incredibly regional humor. <laughs> <laughs> um so there I'm was really a, enjoying it. <laughs> um so there was a, a person who went who did an investigation and um and they got EVPs of a woman saying help. Oh help, like pretty much near the tomb. Mm-hmm. Or it's the, the stone. And like saying, it's not tuberculosis, it's an axe. <laughs> Help, I don't have a cough. It's not a dry cough. It's not. It's not a dry cough. It's murder. <laughs> it's murder. It's axe. There was an axe murder. There was an it axe was embedded in me. my head. It was not my... by uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then that same investigator was walking along that road that's down from the cemetery, but like by the river where the water, the ca- water carries memories. Water carries yes, that, memories. Oh, the um, minerals. <laughs> And they got an EVP of the same like young female voice saying, oh, I didn't write it down, but something to the effect of like, come on now, I'm not here. You're in the wrong space. Whoa. Like, oh. I'm not by the river. I'm fucking up there by my grave. Why are you looking for me down here, yeah. you nerd? Yeah. Look, if and you want to f- come say hi, you're going to have to go a little further up the hill. Yeah. So then I found a, a, a group that went and they were taking video and they're like explaining this story that like we went and we they're filming on like their iPhone. So they're like our camera, but it's their phone. Mm-hmm. So right. they like film as they walk into the cemetery and as they're walking in, like in the arch that's sort of the like main entrance of the cemetery, there's like uh they keep talking about this female figure that's like standing there just kind of like silhouetted by the moon you can't really see her but you like when they walk it like is she's turning as if she's watching them walk trying to like find her grave sure so then they spend 20 minutes trying to find it the video is the full 20 minutes and then they're like oh my gosh here it is here it is and they like come up and just as the camera is swinging around to like show the grave Mm -hmm. it cuts to black Whoa. Because the camera quit and they couldn't get the camera to come back up for the rest of the night. 
Don't but get then the when look they got, at me. The, the iPhone not, camera app just failed for the whole yeah, night. Wouldn't restart. And like huh. the phone still had battery and stuff. It just, the second it was about to show the stone, the tombstone, it cut out. And then when they got home and they were like, we're going to look over all this footage or whatever. So they see them walking into the cemetery. They hear themselves talking about this woman staring at them. There's no woman in the fucking video. Whoa. Oh, my God. Um. So that. Oh, also, <laughs> random sidebar. I, in looking upon this, found that there were a bunch of uh, Google reviews of the cemetery oh, oh really oh, okay. <laughs> it has it has three and a half out of five stars which oh, seems pretty good for a cemetery i suppose uh, but the only two like to text reviews was like the groundskeeper is very rude and then one that said it's a great place to bring your unvaccinated children oh god It had like dozens of reviews, but those were the only two with words. I was like, I don't understand this. It's a great place to take your unvaccinated children. I don't know. They're going to end up Uh, in the ground here. Oh, my God. Thank you. uh, Oh, my gosh. Uh, so that's the story of the Appleton Cemetery Yay. and the grave of Kate oh Blood. Oh, my God. Kate Blood. Kitty Blood, because now we're friends, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> um, so, uh, as I said, my beer is, is Paps Blue Ribbon, PBR. Yeah. Um, and the can says, this is the original Paps Blue Ribbon beer. Oh, Nature's original. choicest products oh, provide it provide its prized flavor it's dark in here it's hard to read um <laughs> sure it only is. the finest of hops and grains are used <laughs> selected to be america's best yeah <laughs> wow i mean it does have a blue ribbon which does signify yeah number i mean one it at did win fair. a first prize somewhere at, at the it's fair tr- at, the at, the, fair. at the county at the wisconsin state, state fair, fair. The, the mid-state fair? Yeah. No, we only got one. Come down to the Net Pettit National Ice Center. Yeah, where you can see where Dan Jansen used to practice. Oh, my God. Our Wisconsin listeners are loving it. <laughs> Listeners. Melly's family. Oh, Melly's like family, family is loving it. Quinn and Wire families are loving it. Loving it. it. <laughs> That's that. Um, but anyway, so next time you guys are in Wisconsin, you should go check it out. Go find the grave of Kate Blood. And then Hell go yeah. to the outlet store. <laughs> look for those incredible values go for the incredible savings well, and cape yeah. blood well everybody and this is the point of store we're all pal store store i have got excited about those deals outlets man uh this is part of the show where your old pal bob gets to pick a winner guess what i love john johnston the whitest man <laughs> that guy's great man. first whitest whitest man the earnest the first white the first whitest man i also yep. love old kitty blood and her axe in the head that's a good time i love a good drunken man meat <laughs> It's pretty good. Um, And I do love demon cows, but if there's one thing I love more than anything, it's Rush. So Tom Helen Sawyer is the winner. (laughs) I thought, I was like, her name is fucking Kate Blood. I lose. I lose. It's the greatest name out of history of names, but apparently Tom Sawyer. Her name is is Kitty Blood. How badass is that? It's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. fucking good. It's not as good f- as Bob getting to sing Rush, though. Yep, that, there are a few things that I enjoy in this Rest world as in much peace as Tom there, Neil Perk. <laughs> oh, <laughs> too soon. Uh, well, fine. thank you guys so much for listening. Yes, Yay. thank you. Come back uh, next week where we yeah, will the, have uh, more booze. And more brews. And until then, 
Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Don't break it. Nope.